Blog Talk Radio. So be sure to get on board. And the way to get on board is give us a call, 347-838-9815. That is the number to call. Dial in. Let us know what you think about the pay-per-view tonight. Your predictions. We want to hear your predictions and opinions. Check us out on the Twitter. We're on Twitter at The Ken Reedy Show is our Twitter handle. Facebook. Head over there. we got a show chat going right now, facebook.com. Slash the Kennedy Show. Like us, jump on board with the chat. And as always, you can go over to our website, thekenreedyshow.com. Uh, you can listen into the show there. We got blogs, we got bios, we got pictures. So head on over to thekenreedyshow.com and, and check us out over there. But it is time, it is the Night of Champions. Lots of stuff to talk about. And to help me sort through all of this in this Championship Sunday, my tag team partner, Dave. Out there in Connecticut. Dave, how you doing this evening? WWE Night of Champions. A night where champions will be dethroned, champions will be crowned, and champions will eventually become legends. But who are we kidding? It's just another regular WWE pay-per-view that we here at the Ken Reedy Show are going to dissect. So let's get right down to it. Agreed. And you know what? Before we get into the pay-per-view, just some, some breaking news that occurred uh, literally a little while before we went on the air. Uh, at an autograph signing, uh, former WWE diva, uh, Sonny, suffered a, a seizure. So uh, we here at the Ken Reedy Show. Wish her the best on a speedy recovery. And, um, you know, as we get into it, interesting stuff. I guess the top story, as, you know, we talk about health issues, uh, Roman Reigns, out of the pay-per-view tonight. Um, that's got to be the top story in... in not only WWE, but all of wrestling, the heir apparent, um, winds up with an incarcerated hernia and had to be rushed for emergency surgery. And um, it's interesting how, you know, this could possibly change the landscape of, of the WWE and where um, he stands, depending on what his recovery is. Just to let you guys know, um, if you're not aware of what an incarcerated hernia is, um, let's give you a little, like, little, little health lesson 
Um, what happens in a hernia is, is there's a weakening of the abdominal wall. And what happens is, now, if, if you're eating, maybe put your food down. Cause some, I mean, I, find, I don't find it that disgusting, but some people do. So maybe put your food down or whatever. What happens is a little, like, kind of tear happens in the abdominal wall, and, and your intestines kind of pop. They just pop right through that wall uh, in your abdominal wall. Now, the thing is, once the, the intestines pop through that abdominal wall, um, you obviously have to get the abdominal wall repaired. Um, I've had a hernia in the past. It, honestly, like, it's not that painful. Um, it's just, you know, I, I actually I got a hernia sneezing. And I sneezed and just felt a little boop, and, yeah, my, my uh, intestines popped through the abdominal wall. And then I'd push it in, they pop out again, push it in, pop it out. But I digress. What happens when you get an incarcerated hernia is you let it go for too long. You don't get the surgery to repair the abdominal wall. And then the abdominal wall begins to heal anyway around the area that's popped through. So essentially, it's, it'll almost start to strangulate. And, and there's a strangulated hernia when it gets really bad. Um, it, it'll basically strangle that piece of intestines that has popped through the abdominal wall. And if that happens, there are a lot of complications. Uh, uh, most extreme, you can die from a strangulated hernia. So, obviously, Roman Reigns had had this hernia for some time, was trying to wrestle through it, wound up being incarcerated, rushed into emergency surgery. Wish him all the best. We're hearing now recovery time, uh, four weeks to six weeks. Um, you know, my hernia, it was a couple weeks where I started feeling, like, close to normal. So maybe we see Roman Reigns in a couple weeks if he's doing all right and maybe a just showing his face, cutting a promo, maybe a run-in. Um, but, you know, a big match tonight, a match I was looking forward to, Rollins versus Reigns, and it definitely kind of changes the, the, the look, the feel uh, of this pay-per-view, Dave. Yeah, I mean, from what I've heard, and, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll go on some even more breaking news from what I'm just reading uh, just a few moments ago. Uh, ProWrestlingInsider.com is saying it could take well up to three months for Reigns to be fully healed and recovered because of the severity of this hernia. It's not just any kind of normal hernia. Wrestling Observer newsletter is reporting possibly six months. I don't know how far, you know, a long recovery time is for something of that nature. You have some experience in that department. Um, but WWE Creative apparently has been uh, rewriting storylines for the past three days um, for the next three days of television. Tonight's pay-per-view, tomorrow's Raw, and the television tapings on Tuesday for SmackDown. So um, Roman Reigns, I guess, was factored into uh, quite a bit of the storylines going forward um, before this injury took place. What I read is that Roman Reigns, there's there were a couple of scripts uh, presented for United Champions, and both of those scripts had Roman Reigns not competing on the pay-per-view at all. So there, there's a chance that maybe they were going to do some sort of injury angle, uh, take him off the show to possibly bring in maybe, and it's just speculation, and Dean Ambrose. Uh, there's been rumors that Dean Ambrose was going to be that replacement. There's, that could very well possibly be the case this evening. Um, you know, the, a lot of things have changed. Hell, tonight's championship match, the outcome, could change because of this whole Roman Reigns situation. From what I'm hearing – his his um, his injury and his uh, recovery time will not affect his push. They still have plans to go forward with him to be one of the headliners for next year's WrestleMania out in California. 
Um, but it, it does definitely shake things up tonight. Um, and you, you, you honestly don't know what what kind of direction they'll go in creatively with several storylines because be, because of this injury, because of Reigns' departure now suddenly. Um, I mean, it, like I said, it could affect a lot of matches. It could affect the title match. Um, not to, we'll go into that later on, but there had been talk of uh, Rusev eventually after tonight's program with Mark Henry having a storyline with John Cena, regardless of whether John Cena is the champion or not. That may be affected now. Um, I mean, there, there's rumors of possibly Seth Rollins cashing in tonight. And that's always a rumor every month, but this month, this pay-per-view in general, it's been talked about more and more as an option um, because Lesnar isn't really scheduled for any other upcoming WWE events for the foreseeable future um, in, in the rest of 2014. So a lot of things can change tonight because of this injury. Um, there might not even be a match with Seth Rollins at all um, from what I've been hearing, but we'll just have to wait and see what happens. Roman Reigns, I guess, was interviewed. Um, he did a short, brief interview from his hospital bed and, uh, you know, thanking all the fans. The WWE doctor was interviewed um, on the network earlier this afternoon. He said that, you know, Reigns has to be cleared. But because of the severity of this injury, it could take him longer than four weeks to recover. Um, so a lot of things are happening right now, and this is the opportunity, I think, for – WWE creative, in my opinion, is just as a fan, to, to, to kind of amp up the creativity for this pay-per-view tonight, considering how lackluster and, and, and boring, you know, I, I, I would say, the buildup has been towards this pay-per-view event. Agreed. And, and, again, it should be interesting to see, you know, how exactly they move forward. Because you're right. Like, do we see Rollins in a match at all tonight? Um you know, again, from personal experience, when I had my hernia surgery, the first week plus, literally like no use of my abdominal muscles. And it was the worst pain I've ever felt in my life. Um, I usually, you know, most of my injuries, I don't take painkillers. I, I try to steer clear of them. I, I took my painkillers after my hernia surgery. Um, it was awful. Uh, the recovery for the first week or so was absolutely terrible. So, um, you know, there's no way we see Reigns that early. Um, you know, there always has been rumors that, um, you know, the WWE likes to exaggerate uh, the length of time it's going to take for someone to come back from an injury because then it's a surprise when they, they return. You know, are we seeing that right now? Um, what's interesting is, like, yeah, you hear the reports of this won't affect Roman Reigns's push it all, but, you know, it, it's the wonderful world of pro wrestling, you know, and it's always been the case that if all of a sudden someone steps up and the crowd starts to, you know, really react well to a certain guy, um, you know, as of right now, as of today, as of, you know, September 21st, 2014, there's no plans to, you know, pull back on, on Roman Reigns' push. However, you know, what does that mean going forward over the next week or two? Or, or you know, things change in the world of wrestling. And, and them saying it's not going to affect this push, uh, to me, anytime you hear those reports, it's always going to be fluid. Um, so, you know, we're big Reigns as fans. Uh, we, we wish him the best. The interesting thing about Rollins tonight, Dave, is that, you know, storyline-wise, it, it is kind of intriguing. And like we, you said, I mean, maybe, maybe there are there – 
moving in the direction of him getting the surgery anyway. Um, obviously, if it was an incarcerated hernia, he already had the hernia to begin with. So maybe there was an injury angle that they were going to be moving into, and it just coincidentally happened to be emergency surgery uh, you know, coming this weekend. Um, if it is Ambrose, it, it makes perfect sense um, for him to be the guy to fill in. I mean, it, it makes that's the storyline. Um, it to me, it's it's one of those like you know lucky course of events that if, if Ambrose is available and he can be there tonight, it fits in. It's not going to be something that doesn't make sense. And to me, you, you wind up uh, you know you could wind up with a pretty cool moment. You know, have Rollins come out, uh, cut a cocky promo that uh, yep you know Reigns in the hospital and he can't face me. I guess I have the night off and then. You know, have Ambrose's music hit or something like that. I mean, it, it works, um, but it remains to be seen. As far as right now, Dave, what we're hearing, nothing official as far as what Rollins might be doing tonight. No, there is there has not been any official word. There hasn't been a replacement named in the match. Um, they haven't even, you know, from what I've read, WWE.com, um, the, the, the breaking news bit that took place um, on, the, on the WWE Network, nothing alluded to. Um, if WWE is going to announce a uh, Seth Rollins uh, replacement for the match, like you said, a Dean Ambrose, um, you know, replacement in this match, if Ambrose were to replace Rollins, or Reigns, excuse me, against Rollins, would be perfect considering the rivalry that they had. And going forward, it was obviously planned when Ambrose was going to come back, you know, that he was going to go against Rollins. So the, the, before this injury took place, the original idea that I heard was was that Ambrose was to return tomorrow night on Raw, um, but possibly there was a slight chance that they would bring him in for Night of Champions just to make a run-in against Seth Rollins. Um, and there was another idea of possibly him and Reigns teaming up against Kane and Rollins in a tag team match. Um, you got to wonder, with the timing of this injury that uh, Roman Reigns has suffered, and considering last Monday's Raw, how they had another Night of Champions match on the card on Raw, you got to wonder what they had planned exactly um, for Roman Reigns and for Seth Rollins for this evening. And I have a feeling, it, like I said, it would probably be some sort of injury angle um, to get him out of the match and then set up a, a Dean Ambrose replacement. But at the same time, too, you know, like I said, they, they might not go with a match itself. Maybe they will add some intrigue to tonight's show and try and get a few last-minute buys by having Rollins come out on the pre-show and announce that he will cash in the money in the bank tonight. And it might get people to buy the pay-per-view while Rollins might cash in. And then that's maybe when you see Ambrose come in and cause him to, to, to lose his opportunity at cashing in the money in the bank. Um, like I said, I think this injury affects multiple matches on tonight's card including the championship match, but it'll be interesting to see where it goes. Who knows? Maybe it could just be somebody on the roster currently now that you decide to slot into the position to fill in, you know, as a temporary for Reigns just for tonight. Um, I mean, I, I, I honestly don't know, but um, I'm actually kind of look. you know, I wasn't looking forward to this show in general because there really wasn't anything on the card that like, that, that, that came out and struck me. But with this situation, I'm kind of optimistic that they might do something creatively to, to 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 get us turning the other way just for a moment because of this injury. Yeah, I mean, you do find, and we, we talked about it, we talked about it at length on our last show, that just the build, and honestly, we talked about it 
at length on the show previous to that that just the the, the build for this pay-per-view was not there. Um and and it's an unusual pay-per-view because I do think you have potential for a lot of uh good in-ring stuff. Um but not necessarily the best build creatively. And you're right like sometimes you know uh you know it, something bad can happen that uh you know, necessity is the mother of invention. I mean, maybe it sparks some creativity and we see some different things tonight because of this injury um, or in the next few weeks. Uh, you know, obviously, as a wrestling fan, yeah, that's what you want to see. You want to see them, you know, kind of get sparked creatively and, uh, you know, do something different. You know, and, and getting into the pay-per-view tonight, I mean, what, what's interesting as we talk about this build or quote-unquote lack thereof, um, one match that seemed to be thrown together, and it is another one of those matches that's kind of, you know, an unusual kind of, you know, hey, Orton-Jericho, potential. Lots of potential to be a real good match. Creatively, it kind of seems like it was thrown together. So not something I've been able to get into storyline-wise, but something that I could be into this evening. And we could get, I mean, no exaggeration, these two guys could put on a five-star match tonight, but the story has not really been there. Um, and I do find it interesting that maybe it's, it's kind of a, uh, you know, put together a little more story points, like uh, uh, amp up the creativity, so to speak. On the pre-show now, we're going to get uh, Captain Charisma. The peep show is going to be interviewing Jericho as part of the pay-per-view pre-show um so as of right now and I, I will keep you posted if we get an announcement we don't have a match uh for the uh the pre-show but we do have a peep show on the pre-show so you know i mean dave i mean i'm curious i mean are they going to give us something else out of this pre-show um is the is something going to happen on the peep show it's just it, to me and, I, and i'm curious your thoughts on this whole storyline and how it's been put together it's weird for me as a fan, the potential for a five-star match, and yet I'm going into it like, eh. Well, yeah, I mean, th- th- there wasn't really a whole lot of buildup, if at all, towards this match. I mean, there were little sprinkles of, uh, you know, uh, uh, interaction between the two of them, you know, a couple of weeks ago on the highlight reel. Um, and Jericho had, like, one or maybe two run-ins with the authority, um, during this brief run while he was feuding with Bray Wyatt. So it, it, in, in a small way, if you, if, if, if you remember, it makes some kind of sense that the two of them are having a match, but it was just done so quickly and thrown together that it kind of just caught you by surprise and came out of nowhere. Um, you had to really think and go back, well, you know, why are these two wrestling again? Oh, because this one said this one was spoiled and, you know, but anyhow, what's interesting about this is that it's been noted that Jericho's last night is tonight with WWE as far as his current run goes. There's been talk of him possibly appearing on Raw tomorrow night to finish out, but it looks like tonight's going to be the last night. He even admitted it on Twitter. He's admitted it on his podcast. And uh, what I found interesting on his most recent podcast is that he spoke briefly and touched upon it briefly about um, how it may not be – too long after this current run with WWE that he'll be returning to WWE. Now, Jericho's always been known to not give it up to the fans and kind of troll the audience on when he's coming and going in WWE. He likes to keep that element of surprise. He's really old school in that sense. 
But I kind of have a feeling that by positioning him in a match that's just been thrown together with Orton and then also featuring him on the pre-show in this peep show segment with Christian, I kind of have a feeling that this might, overall, Chris Jericho's involvement in Night of Champions tonight might write him off of TV for the time being but then set something up for him for WrestleMania. Maybe we'll see him return at the Royal Rumble or the Elimination Chamber, you know, next year in 2015. But I kind of have a feeling that this, that, that whatever takes place tonight at, at the pay-per-view, it, whether it be in the match or whether it be on the peep show, whoever it's with, it's going to involve Chris Jericho's, it's going to foreshadow Chris Jericho's involvement, excuse me, in WrestleMania next year. Um, it could be, Maybe Orton takes out Jericho tonight on the Peep Show, and Jericho's gone, and then Orton doesn't have an opponent. But I don't think they're going to go that route because Rollins is already out with out an opponent himself, so they still have to figure out that that idea. Um, it could very well be maybe Christian somehow has some involvement tonight, other than just being the interviewer for Jericho, and maybe this signals Christian's return to WWE and into you know full time action in the ring. I don't know, but it's very interesting. I kind of have a feeling that Jericho might be on to something when he mentioned, you know, possibly coming back sooner than we all think. Um, but who knows? Uh, it, it's a lot of questions surrounding the event tonight makes it intriguing in the buildup now as opposed to the past five weeks that they've had um, to, to build up this pay-per-view. So we'll see what happens. I, I'm very interested to see where, where the Chris Jericho storyline is going because they don't normally just put a guy who's already advertised to appear on the pay-per-view on the pre-show. Normally they leave the pre-show open for somebody who isn't going to make the main card. And tonight's pre-show is an hour. So they don't normally do hour pre-shows. It's usually about a half hour. So it, I'm, I'm kind of wondering what they got planned for Jericho tonight. It's got me intrigued. It is intriguing. And, and you know... Look, you know, we criticize, and, and we go back and forth, and, and, you know, we talk about the good and the bad, and then preface all of it by saying, you know, Jericho's an all-time great, you know, and, and we love Jericho here. We're big fans. It's just, you know, this this run has been eh. Uh, it's his latest comeback, you know, and you, you hear the reports that it was kind of a, for lack of a better term, a panic move, and it was, um, you know, we need Jericho, uh, you know, Daniel Bryant, our small athletic guy, is, is down with an injury. We need another small athletic guy, so let's get Jericho. Um, and, and it wouldn't shock me if that's actually what was going I mean, it seemed like rushed. It seemed thrown together. Uh, this run for Jericho has not been great, uh, in my opinion. Um, but he is great. So, I mean, there's always that chance for a guy like Jericho uh, to fix things quickly. And and to put together, all of a sudden, be able to put together a good run or begin the stages of his next run, that, that is a good run. So uh, with all that being said, uh, as we do on each and every pregame show, we give you our predictions as well as our insight. And I, I think that Jericho's in for an ass-whooping uh, tonight. Um, maybe there's interference. Um Maybe not, who knows, but I think Jericho goes down as the loser and Randy Orton wins this match this evening. One of the non-title matchups, uh, or no no title at stake uh, on Night of Champions. Your thoughts on who comes away the victor in this matchup? 
Well, it's really hard to predict a winner considering Jericho's advertised on the pre-show. I kind of have a feeling that there's a there's a slight chance that he might not even make it to the main main uh, the main card against Orton tonight. But in the event that that match does take place, um, I think Jericho wins. I, or I'm sorry, excuse me. I think Orton wins over Jericho. I, I will agree with you there. I think Orton wins, and I think this will be a, a, a small attempt on WWE's part to try and make Orton a legitimate contender for Brock Lesnar, if Brock Lesnar is still going to hold on to tonight, to the championship after tonight. I'm not saying that Orton and Lesnar will headline the pay-per-view next month, but I think Orton is the closest thing next to John Cena on the WWE roster, currently active right now, that could be a, a contender for the WWE World Heavyweight title that Brock Lesnar holds. So um, I think this might be a stepping stone for Orton to eventually get a title shot by beating Jericho and, and possibly taking him off TV. There you go. Interesting stuff. So we're both in agreement. Uh, as far as Orton goes, one match i got to get into that, I, you know, and we, we hit upon it a little bit last show, and we're big fans of his. Um, we, we dubbed him the mid-card hero. Another non-title matchup, no title at stake, unless you consider the honor of our great country on the line tonight when Mark Henry takes on Rusev and Rusev. I am loving everything that I'm seeing out of him. Uh, as of late, I, as we talk about build, got to hand it to these two love the build with this, love the two of them. Um, found it interesting. Uh, you know, that Mark Henry referenced his Olympics and being beat by a Russian yeah, he was. Be- I mean, he came in tenth place, and a Russian won the the <laughs> gold. But uh, yeah, he was beat by a Russian. I thought it was cool, kind of going back to that. I like what Mark Henry did. I love the end of SmackDown when you know uh, Rusev yelled and Mark Henry yelled back at him, and it was just like just two behemoths. Just uh, I-, I thought it was it was just good stuff. They let this storyline, this program, end both Raw and SmackDown. Um, you know, it's just been like really good stuff. Two runaway trains running straight at each other, you know, and you, you do the patriotism and the anti-American thing. It, it always works and it's working really well. Again, I love what Rusev has brought to the table as, as a, as a rookie. Um, I, I like his gimmick. I, I like, you know, his style in the ring. I will say this, you know, the commentators, um, you know, Rusev's, uh, his finisher was not broken. The the the, the uh, accolade was not broken on Monday Night Raw. Uh, he just never really got it cinched up. So I think the accolade is still intact as far as nobody ever breaking out of that hold. He just was unable to get it cinched up on Mark Henry. But I love everything about this. And I, and I think I've said this for every pay-per-view that Rusev has, has wrestled in. And I will say it one more time. Why not get into predictions right away with this one? I think that we're going to have the feel-good pay-per-view moment of America coming out on top. And finally, Mark, Mark Henry is going to beat Rusev tonight. But we talked a lot at length, uh, perhaps at nauseum. Maybe we're beating a dead horse. But whatever. That's what, you know, it's, it's, it's radio. Um the build, not good, but I like the build in this program. I, I, I'm digging both these guys. 
Um, I thought it was a good fit to put Mark Henry in a program with Rusev. Digging Rusev. Uh, honestly, Dave, not enough positive things to say about this program. It's been good so far, I will say. Um, not saying that the stuff with Jack Swagger for the past couple of months hasn't, but this stuff with Mark Henry's been good. He was He's legitimately a former Olympic athlete. Uh, represented the United States in the Olympics on two different occasions. So that, that, that sense of realism you know, infiltrates the storyline, and it gets people invested emotionally even more because it's real. Um, and, uh, you know, Rusev, you know, Lana's been a great, you know, voice for him, and he's just been this Russian killer that's just been going through guys left and right, um, it makes sense that he gets to a big guy like Mark Henry now, especially in a former Olympic athlete. Um, but I'm going to disagree with you. I think Rusev will. I, I could, I could see Rusev losing tonight. I, I, I could see that happening. But um, to kind of spice things up a bit, I'm going to go with a Rusev victory over Mark Henry. I think um, in order, if, if they really want to make this guy this super heel and this 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 brute force of an athlete, I think he's got to beat a big guy like Mark Henry. I mean, he had gone through, you know, you know, Obi-Wan, Jabroni, Zack Ryder, and he had gone through, he had gone through, you know, Big E and, uh, you know, Kofi, and I think he wrestled Sin Cara like eight times, you know, like he, he had gone through the, 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 the smaller guys, you know, and, and really beat them handily. And he's had some tough matches in the past few months with, with Jack Swagger, but this one with Henry, if, if if they can portray him that like he's just a monster, he's like the new monster beating you know an old monster like Mark Henry, I think it will help his stock tremendously. And not to foreshadow, but there have been rumors that they want to do a program with him and John Cena. Um, now I hope that for the sake of Rusev that he doesn't beat Mark Henry tonight only to lose to John Cena. John Cena is the all-American guy that saved the day. Um, if that's the case, I hope Henry wins. But um, I think that's another reason why they also had Henry and Rusev close out both were on SmackDown because the Rusev character is getting strong heat and, it, and it's garnering a lot of attention. And like you said, the patriotism and anti-American storyline, it always works no matter who's in that setting. So um, I'm going to go with it. I'm going to stick to my guns. I'm going to go with a Rusev victory tonight. But I'm not ruling out the possibility of your prediction. Along those lines, I'm curious your thoughts because I, I'm kind of on the fence uh, about it. And it may be short term, but do you think that Rusev could be the top heel in the company? Um, you know, that's, that's, uh, that's tough. I mean... He'd have to, all right, he'd, they'd have to make him unstoppable in, in, in beating just about anybody in his path. They'd have to put him in, like, a, a Brock Lesnar kind of role. And right now, Brock Lesnar is that top heel, and he's that unstoppable force. He'd have to kill just about everybody and not show any kind of weakness. And I, I think it's possible, but just not right now. It's not the role for him right now. And it's interesting because we did post this on our Facebook page. And check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash The Ken Reedy Show. Um, and Ronaldo Santiago said uh, that would be tough at this point, dependent on Lana. He is obviously game in the ring, but up to this point, we don't know his mic skills. 
Don't know if Lana is game to Mike at the top. So it's interesting, you know, and Lana has been great, but is she able to be that type guy, that Paul Heyman type uh, to, to manage a top heel? Our friend Vlad just said that's up to Rusev. So I guess he's putting it out there. If Rusev continues to improve and move in the right direction, um, then, you know, Rusev possibly could be. It, it's interesting. I mean, I, I could see him as a top heel, um, maybe not a long-term guy, but a, a short-term top heel type guy. Um, but, you know, who knows? Sky's the limit. I, I, I just like everything that, that Rusev has been doing as of late. The one thing I did find interesting, and I'm curious if we'll see something on the pre-show or on, at the match, I noticed on, on SmackDown that there was a point where Rusev was kind of giving Mark Henry the beatdown, and Mark Henry, he was, he was kind of hulking up. He was he was kind of like shaking the arms and, and taking the the blows and I was that is very Hulk Hogan. Um, so you know who better to have in your corner when it's America versus Russia than the real American himself, Hulk Hogan. So I would not be shocked at all if we we have some sort of appearance from Hulk Hogan tonight, either just throwing his support Mark Henry's way. Um, Maybe he's in his corner, but I, I, a side prediction, I think we see Hulk Hogan at some point tonight tied to this storyline. What do you think, Dave? Yeah, I mean, it would be cool. I could see your theory, and you know, and, and but I don't know. I think that's a little far-fetched. I don't think – I mean, all right, let's put it to you this way. You put Hogan in Henry's corner, and Rusev kills Henry – you have the the ultimate all American wrestler like Hulk Hogan that you know that, that we've talked about in there with Rusev, and then you're painting yourself into a corner where creatively you want Hulk Hogan in that slot to face Rusev and be the one to take him down. But realistically, that can't happen for a number of reasons. One, because most fans won't believe it at Hulk Hogan's age, and number two, Hulk Hogan's age and all his injuries that he sustained don't allow him to compete in the ring anymore. So I, I, I think it would, they would be setting themselves up for, for disappointment. Um, and they certainly don't want to make Hulk Hogan look bad by having Rusev kill him either. So um, I, I don't think Hogan's in Henry's corner tonight. It would be cool at first, but at the same time, creatively, you'd be painting yourself in a corner if you did that. Well, yeah, it depends. Because, I, I mean, I'm pre- predicting Henry to win. So I think, you know, uh, Hogan would be – the emotional support that Henry would need. But again, I don't know if you noticed that, but immediately when I saw Mark Henry kind of shaking, it just reminded me of Hulk Hogan. And I, and immediately I'm like, Hey, I wonder if we'll have a Hulk Hogan sighting, uh, at the pay-per-view three, four, seven, eight, three, nine, eight, one, five is the number to call. What do you think about the pay-per-view? Talk about anything in tonight's night of champions pay-per-view. We had a little bit of the Roman Reigns situation, the, uh, Orton Jericho, and we talked about Rusev and Mark Henry, but it's all out there. What do you guys think? We're going to go out to the phones because we got Mikey on the line. Mike, how are you doing this evening? Good, guys. How are you guys tonight? Doing all right. What are your thoughts on tonight's pay-per-view? All right. I'm thinking since Seth Rollins is not going to be wrestling tonight, Roman Reigns, that maybe we have a cash-in tonight. What do you think? You know, it, it's weird. It's possible, but I, I just like, I don't know. I mean, I guess it, it's, 
it's a weird. We're going to dissect that championship match a little later on. It's like, what exactly do we have happen? Like, which one of those two is going to be so incapacitated that Rollins would feel like this is the time for me to cash in? Like, it's just, it's like to me, if John Cena wins, then John Cena vanquished his ultimate foe after the most brutal beating he'd ever taken. I, I don't know if like I, I, I mean, I guess I could see it, but then. I don't know. And then if Lesnar wins and Lesnar's like this ultimate monster, but then Rollins going to come and cash in on him. I, I don't know. I, I mean, I could see it maybe to, to surprise us. I would more, if I would predict something, I would predict the hint at a cash in and then him not uh, maybe a hint and, and Ambrose, uh, you know, comes out of nowhere and, and thwarts that. I, I don't know. I, I mean, what, what do you think Dave on the, on the potential of a cash in tonight? There is potential now that, you know, Seth Rollins is, it does not have an opponent officially. Um, you know, and it, it could go a number of different ways if he were to cash in. But uh, I don't I don't see it happening um, just yet. They, they they still got a plan in mind for Brock, for Brock Lesnar um, as WWE champion. Unless they want to totally kill Seth Rollins' momentum um, as, as, you know, with this heel turn that he's had, I suggest that they just kind of, you know, throw it you know, throw it off to the side for now, and you know, tease the money in the bank cash-ins for for a little while, um, and, and and continue his rivalry with, uh, with with Dean Ambrose when and if Dean Ambrose returns possibly tonight. Yeah, hey, Mike, do, do you think there's going do you think there's gonna be a cash-in? Uh, if John Cena wins, I think there could be a potential. Yeah, I, I see them and cashing in tonight. I, I I could see it. I mean, you know, that's just like I, you know, that's my opinion. But I I think so. It could happen. I mean, since he, you know, the biggest hint is he don't have a opponent unless they have another match with um, unless they have another match with him and Dean Ambrose. But you never know. Um, one match I'm looking forward to, but I'm nervous for is Dolph Ziggler versus The Miz. I'm afraid that the Miz is going to win tonight, and I don't want him to be the Intercontinental Champion. I like Dolph Ziggler where he is. I think the WWE has did a great job getting over whatever they had with Ziggler and letting Ziggler um, do his stuff. And uh, I think Ziggler's matches lately have been um, top ten, and I think the Miz is just the jabroni, and that's my opinion on the Miz. Um, But... What, what do you guys think about Ziggler versus the Miz? Hey Dave, why don't you start off? You take up. Um, I think it's got potential to be a good match. I've I've been intrigued by the the the, the stunt double storyline where with Sandow, it, it's it's so hokey, it's kind of funny. Um, and and you know Ziggler firing back with our truth as his stunt double, and um, I thought it's been kind of fun. Um. Like, there's been rumors that they've wanted to have Miz um, have some sort of like an entourage, uh, so to speak. And uh, one of the guys in the entourage, of course, would be, you know, Sandow. But they want to bring up possibly Tyler Breeze from NXT. He does a similar character, um, selfies with the phones. He's called his face the moneymaker in the past. Um, the, the the Prince Pretty, all these different kind of, you know, arrogant, cocky, self, self-absorbed nicknames, similar to what Miz does. Um, so, uh, 
there's a good chance that Miz could win the Intercontinental title tonight. They could flip-flop uh, flip that belt back to him. Um, I mean, I, I, I don't know. That's, that's, it's it's going to be a good match. It was a good match at SummerSlam. It was a good match to open. I picked that match to be the, the show stealer, and I was wrong. I'm not saying it's going to be the show stealer this month, but it, they, the two work well together in the ring. They got good in-ring chemistry, and, uh, you know, but Dolph is over, and people love him. And people want to see him do more than just the Intercontinental title. So I kind of have a feeling that it would be better served if Dolph Ziggler were to win tonight's match and uh, they could set Miz up. And Miz, Miz will always be hated. So him losing won't kill any kind of momentum that they have with his character because his character, he's always hated, will always draw heat. And adding an entourage to, his, to, to, to him exemplifies and amplifies the heat that, um, that, that his character draws. So I'm going. I'm going to go with Dolph Ziggler on, on that on that one. I think the build's been eh, uh, you know, okay. When they've added the stunt double stuff, it's been kind of cool. But tonight should be a good, fun match between the two of them. And I'll go on record and say it wouldn't surprise me if it opened tonight's pay per view. Ditto. <laughs> I just well, I, I, come on, come on, Ken. Tell me what you think about the Miz. No, I mean, I'll be honest with you. I, I like, I mean, I think this story works for The Miz. I, you know, I think this is, this is one of those situations where finally the WWE has put Miz in, in a position to succeed. And, and this version of The Miz character is working. He's an obnoxious heel. It, it works. There's the stunt double thing. It, it's humorous. It, it's working. At least it, as much as I want more for Sandow right now, it's something for Sandow to do. It's the right opponent for Miz because Ziggler's a guy that can make just about anybody look good in the ring. So I, I, I do think everything surrounding this matchup is good. It's been a solid program, not not a world-beating program, not something that I'm, I'm like overly enthused about, but I think it's been a solid program. I think both guys have put in good work. You're right, Dave. Ziggler is so over with the crowd. Uh, Miz's character is so hated and obnoxious. Uh, it just makes sense. It works, and lo and behold, we're looking forward to something to to a match and a program with the IC title involved. That is a good thing. So, you know what? Maybe it's the first time in the history of this program that we have talked about the Miz. I'm not going to bash him. I'm not going to bash him tonight. I, I think it's a solid mid card program. And I'm expecting, honestly, a decent match. It's the right role for Miz, the right opponent, the right spot on, on the card. And I just think this, this should be a good match, and I'm looking forward to it. Here's another match I'm looking forward to, it, and, and this is going to be the match, the match that I'm interested in. Nikki Bella versus Paige versus AJ Lee. Triple threat women's match tonight. If Nikki Bella doesn't win because of Brie Bella, here's what I do. WWE take notes. If you're listening, WWE in Stanford, here's what I would do. Tell them to sell. Put the sisters in the cell. Let's settle this once and for all, and let's see who comes out the winner. You know, it's, it's, an, you know, it's an interesting idea in theory. The problem is the Bellas are just so bad. Um, I... I would love like it's it's sister versus sister in the cell. I, I conceptually, creatively, um, I, I think that's awesome. I think it's a really cool idea. 
Um, why not? We, we'll talk about the ladies' matches. Um, I think Nikki's going to win tonight. Uh, I think there's going to be some shenanigans and, like, you know, Paige and AJ, maybe they, they lose focus and somehow Nikki winds up with the victory. Um, you know, I would not – again, it's, it's one of those weird things. Like, I think creatively it's kind of cool. I do think the Bellas in the cage, the match is going to suck. Um, maybe you throw all the chicks in the cage at once and uh, to, to kind of help them out. But it, it's not a bad idea. I just don't think the match would, would deliver. Um, but I, I agree. I think Nikki's going to come away with the, with the championship tonight, and then you're going to have uh, Brie looking for that strap. What do you think of the ladies? What do you think, Dave, if we threw the ladies in the cage? Um, as long – I mean, they're, they're not bad wrestlers. Like, in ring-wise, they've come a long way. Um, I, I, Acting-wise, they, they, they've got a long way to go. Um, but – Putting them in the hell in the cell wouldn't be a terrible idea. I just don't. I just. I just don't like the. I don't know. I. I don't like the fact that like, you know, now they got a reason to throw somebody in hell in the cell. You know what I mean? Like, it, because it's a pay per view that's come around. Like, I think that that concept has just been watered down. It used to be one of the most anticipated matches to watch in WWE, and now it's well, all right, it's on pay per view, so we'll just here. These two have a problem, so why don't we just put them in a match? Um, you know, inside Hell in the Cell. It would be cool at first, but at the same time, it's like they don't have this huge rivalry brewing. Like, I would save Hell in the Cell for Ambrose and Rollins, to be perfectly honest with you, because it would make much more sense in that story. Um, your prediction for Nikki winning? I don't think so. I'm going to go with I'm, I'm going to go with Paige. I'm going to go with Paige retaining the title um, because of some of those outside shenanigans taking place. Um You've seen the past few weeks on Raw that you know the, the girls have got you know intermingled with each other, but um, you know Stephanie McMahon got involved um, in this situation and she had somewhat of a, a, a stare down with AJ. I, I think somehow Stephanie's going to be involved in this match, which could spawn off her and AJ, and then of course you've got Nikki and Bree that still have to have their regular singles one-on-one match. Um, so I'm going to go with Paige in this one. I think Paige is winning. Tonight, and she's going to go off and do her own thing with the title. I could be wrong, but that—that's my prediction. Oh, there you have it. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I—I I, I mean, you think you think you agree with me? Nikki's going to win. I think Nikki's going to win. I think that—that that, I mean, I don't know. You know, I was thinking Nikki's going to win, but then I think Bree's going to do something that Nikki loses. So maybe Nikki Bree comes down Nikki and calls. What was that, Dave? Think alike. No, that, that, that that's um, yeah. Uh, in some cases, um, <laughs> but no, that no. In, in all honesty, that's what I was thinking too. I was thinking that Bree will get involved somehow, costing her sister the match, which could potentially lead to your idea of putting the two girls inside Hell in a Cell. But I just don't think it's that like heated of a rivalry that it needs to, to, to be put in Hell in a Cell. If this had been brewing for six months and there was a better explanation and, and they didn't have such bad acting and all the Jerry Springer stuff, then yeah, I would have been all for it, but um, it doesn't need Hell in the Cell. It, it, you know, and we're, we haven't even gotten to tonight's match yet. We're already booking next month's, you know, you know, a fiasco with the Bella Twins. So, um, yeah, I, I think Paige will somehow squeak out the victory 
and that will lead to, you know, AJ kind of having something with Stephanie and Bree and Nikki having their own thing. And uh, that's that. Last night, right, I was in, last night I was in a diner, and I bumped into Hacksaw Jim Duggan. He was eating dinner. And I said, Hacksaw, what do you think about John Cena? And he said, ho! That's what he said about John Cena. He gave it a thumbs up. He called John Cena a hoe. Basically, right, yeah. Mike, before, and, uh, before we let you go, since you brought it up, I just we got to get your prediction on the title match: yep, Brock Lesnar, John Cena. Who wins? Both. No. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, the winner. If I have to pick a winner, John. Uh, John Cena. Wow, I know my tag team partner. My I know my tag team partner, Mr. Trivia, is probably gonna gonna call up hopefully and tell me uh, I'm wrong, which I would love him to do. But uh, that's my pre- that's my prediction. Um, that's that's my prediction. And uh, Sheamus um, and Cesaro beat Sheamus, and Rusev beats Henry. The Usos beat Goldust and Stardust, and uh, Randy Orton beats Jericho. Bad. Oh, well, there you have Mike. Thanks for the rundown of predictions. Always thanks for the call. And hey, uh, tomorrow, night, tomorrow I'll be, night, I'll be calling up tomorrow night, and I'll be talking about a different topic. Well, it's going to be wrestling, obviously. It's good, but I want to talk tomorrow night about Bret Hart and get your thoughts on some Bret Hart stuff. Ooh, sounds good. I'm all up for some Bret Hart conversation. All right, Mike. Thanks always for the call. We'll talk to you tomorrow. You got it. Speak to you guys Take tomorrow. You. Dave, have a nice night, man. Bye-bye. Yeah, a lot of stuff with Mike. Mike gave us his rundown of predictions. And I want to backtrack a little bit because uh, I agree with you. I think uh, I didn't get my prediction in, but Ms. Ziegler, and, and can can you believe on this show, I mean, I, I think you could probably, tonight's show is probably the, the sum total of positive things I've ever said about the Miz. Um, but I'm digging it, you know. I'm I'm digging what they're doing. It's, it's, it's kind of been a cool little storyline, and... Uh, I think Zig is going to win. I wanted to backtrack a bit because I, I think Zig is going to win, and I think we're going to I, – I, it, it's weird because with the Zig-Miz situation um, and you have R-Truth and Sandow that are kind of in the mix there, um, that there's a lot of moving parts in there, you know, and I have a feeling that, you know, especially with the tag match that we saw on SmackDown, that I, I think the seeds are being planted. We've discussed this before. That the you know that we could see a unification at some point with the IC title and the US title, and you know maybe we see R Truth and Sandow get involved in in something in one of these matches. Uh, you know, most likely the Miz Ziggler match. Um, but I I kind of have this feeling that we're going to see Ziggler win tonight. Um, we're going to see Cesaro beat Sheamus. And down the road a piece, we're going to get a program with Ziggler and Cesaro for a unification of those belts. And that's right. And I know that that's some serious fantasy booking going forward. And P.S. You know, I haven't heard anything. Cesaro on SmackDown had an awkward fall falling out of the ring. Assuming he's completely okay, kind of bent over his knee a bit. Looked real awkward. But that guy's a freak of nature, so I'm sure he's he just shook it off. But, yeah, I mean, I, I like the tag match. I, I like all the pieces that are involved here. Um, you know, maybe they, they use, like, R-Truth and Sandow in the mix in all this. But I, I think we're going to see, which I would love to, and I don't know 
if if there's there's more of me like you know, am I am I intellectualizing this and giving you a true prediction, or is it just something that I really want to see and I'm trying to believe it to be so? But nonetheless, I'm going to say that I, what I want to see and maybe what I think will happen is we're going to see Ziggler win, we're going to see Cesaro win, and then we're going to be heading down the road to a Ziggler-Cesaro showdown to unify those belts, which, I, again, I would love to see these two in a program together. So that is why, that's our prediction on both those matches. Your thoughts, Dave? Um, well, I already gave my, my Ziggler-Miz prediction. Um, I mean, you, you, should we get into Cesaro and Sheamus? Because I, I, I will I will dissect that for a, a brief moment. I, I I've always enjoyed the chemistry the two of them have had um, in the ring. They're very rough, um, you know, very snug, uh, stiff uh, kind of you know styles that both of them have. Um, I first noticed it with the two of them um, in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal at WrestleMania, and uh, just just the way that they were putting a beating on each other. I was like, ooh, I'd love to see the two of them in a match. And, they had a run-in at Payback earlier this year. It was a pretty stiff, fun match. Um, I, I don't think they will disappoint tonight. Um, I don't know what – I mean, honest to God, Cesaro's one guy that's like they go back and forth on what they want to do with him. I mean, a couple of years ago they gave him this prominent push, United States champion. Then they kind of fell to the wayside with him. Then they rejuvenated him by putting him up with Swagger and Coulter, and that was some good stuff. They give him a singles run. They have him break off from them and go with Heyman. He wins the Battle Royal, and then they, he just kind of like peters out with Heyman after a few months. I just don't know what they have in store for him or if they just don't know what to do with him um, because he's a talented performer. And unfortunately, I think to them, and this is just you know, it's just strictly opinion, but I think that they, the company, WWE, looks at him as, well, he's not the guy, but he's a mechanic to help get the guy over. So I have a feeling that, like, he'll always be used in a role to, that will make sense for them on the show, but he won't be used in such a high-prominent role. Um, going forward, do I think tonight's match will be good? Yes, I think it will be a fun, stiff match. I think it's time Sheamus got rid of the belt, and I think Cesaro could use a run with the United States title. I'm hoping and praying this leads to eventually something with him and Heyman again because they, they the rumors were about a month and a half ago that – you know, he wasn't done with his involvement with Paul Heyman. The split with him and Paul Heyman was going to lead to something eventually. Hopefully it leads to something now, especially now that Roman Reigns is hurt. Because a few months ago, Roman Reigns was the guy that they were that they were pushing and they wanted to make a big star and they wanted to focus their attention on that. And then they would focus their attention on making Cesaro a big name. Well, now Reigns is going to be out for potentially six weeks to maybe even three months. So maybe this is the opportunity that they now – pull the trigger and, and say, okay, we're going to push Cesaro. So maybe Cesaro, I'm, I'm going on a limb. Cesaro wins tonight. He wins the United States Championship, and we could see his push um, begin uh, in WWE. Oh, yeah, so we're in agreement there. you know. And, and again, it, it's one of those things, I agree with you. I think the chemistry that these two guys have uh, is, is phenomenal. Um, I do think with a lot of fans, Sheamus gets a bum rap. I think Sheamus is good at what he does. Um, you know, perhaps his gimmick has gotten a little bit stale. Um, I'm not necessarily saying that Sheamus needs a heel turn, although I liked him better as a heel. Um, but maybe we need to see something different out of Sheamus. Um, but I agree that the in-ring competition between Sheamus and Cesaro is, is, is pretty damn good. Um, and I, I'm looking forward to uh, 
you know, real like one of those, you know, these two guys are the, you know, we're going to see some real athletic stuff out of Cesaro, um, and we're going to see some hard-hitting stuff out of both of them. So it's going to be one of those real cool matches that we're going to see, you know, both. We're going to see some real athleticism, and we're also going to see some really stiff, hard-hitting action uh, between these two guys. So I, I think this is going to be a very entertaining matchup. And I, I know I keep saying it, but I, as we go through each match, I do think we had a weird build where the build wasn't great, but there's a lot of potential for there to be um, some really good matches. And this is one of those matches that, uh, you know, I, I think is going to be really good. And, and you know, David, it's, it's interesting how, you know, something like a guy like Reigns, and and where, you know, and, and everything we talk about, you know, we don't know what's definite, but it's stuff we report on, stuff we hear through the grapevine, you know, and, and we, we, we talk about what we hear is going to be happening. And, and all signs are pointing to Roman Reigns being the heir apparent. And it's amazing when a guy like that um, gets injured and is pulled off a pay-per-view and the rippling effect it could have throughout the pay-per-view. And guys like Ziggler and Cesaro – the crowd absolutely loves them. And even though Cesaro is, is a heel, um, per se, in the truest sense, uh, the crowd likes him. And, and maybe this, you know, I, again, don't know what was supposed to happen before or after, but maybe this is something where, like you said, Dave, you know, hey, we give Cesaro a bit of a push. The crowd's kind of into him. Let's, uh, let's ride him a little bit uh, until we know exactly where Reigns is, but, you know, I mean, we've been on the Cesaro bandwagon for a while, and it is like one of those things that it is very difficult to really put your finger on exactly what the WWE wants to do with Cesaro and what they think of him. Uh, you know, it's it's a guy that, that uh, you know, he has stepped up to every challenge um, when he's got a chance to... Uh, you know, have a five-star match. He has that five-star match. I mean, he's just a quality entertainer, and that's that's why I guess you know. And maybe maybe it's not a prediction. Maybe it's just wishful thinking. But I, I would love to see a Cesaro Ziggler program to unify these two belts. Yeah, I, w- I would love to see it too. They're two favorites of mine. It'd be hard for me to pick a winner because I love watching both of them work. And you know, the, imagine the the, the powerful, hard-hitting stuff. Cesaro can deliver onto a guy like Ziggler, and the, and, and the effects of, of you know Ziggler selling it would would just be like tremendous stuff. Um, so I would I would personally like to see it, and I think it's wishful thinking on your part and mine as well. I mean, I'm guilty of it too. I would love to see that 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 kind of program between the two of them to unify the championships. However, I think also too if they were to um, take the United States Championship and put more meaning to it, then they wouldn't have to unify those two championships, because there's a lot of guys in the mid-card that I think could deserve a run with a title. And I think having another championship like the United States title would be essential for mid-card talent to 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 have a chance to, to, to have a run as a champion, so to speak. So, um, as much as I'd like to see a, a unification in, in some ways, I wouldn't, but Overall, I think it would be good stuff if they were to do Ziggler and Cesaro. It's just, I mean, I honestly really don't know. Like, it's this, to me, I look at it like this with WWE. Whenever they push any guy, and Tony brought this up on the show last week, they build a guy up and then they tear him down and then you build him up again. But they've done this with, like, Cesaro multiple times. And he's risen to the challenge every single time. 
he gets the same reaction, a positive one. His moves, he's over with the audience. His mic skills may not be the best, but what's getting him over is his ability in the ring. And I think WWE sometimes needs to stop and look and be like, all right, it's not all about the entertainment factor. It's about the in-ring ability and the skill, and the people respect the skill. And if, if it's a skill that's getting over, let's run with it. Let's not worry about trying to create a character for him that's going to, it's going to uh, you know, be acceptable to all audiences on WWE TV. So it's just very frustrating sometimes, especially for someone like me who, you know, I heard of him before he came to WWE. I heard good stuff about him. And I was like, I want to see what this guy, and like the first match I saw him in, I was like, He's my guy. Like, he's just impressive. He does things differently, and the things that he does in the ring, it just makes sense. And overall, he's just, he brings something different and fresh to the in-ring product in WWE, and I don't understand why they don't capitalize on him even more. Hopefully, after tonight, they can do that. But that's just wishful thinking on my part. Agreed. As, as we head for, you know, and I wanted to touch upon something, Dave, that you, you brought up while you're on, we were on the phone with Mike. And, um, you know, it's interesting, in, in, in the context of, of the females, um, you know, I'm bringing up Hell in a Cell, and and I I just wanted to acknowledge, uh, you know, I couldn't agree with you more about the uh, the Hell in a Cell pay per view, and I was actually thinking about that today. Um, that you know, years ago it would just kind of be you know a, a program would be going back and forth, you know, two competitors would would ha- hate each other, and then you know at a Raw it'd be like I challenge you to the next pay per view, and a Hell in a Cell match, like oh my god. Um, you know, it was just they added to the drama. Whereas now it's there's a Hell in a Cell pay per view, so we know someone is going to be in a Hell in a Cell match, and it just it kind of it kind of eliminates that surprise factor. As much as like you know what Mike was saying, like it would be cool, like sister versus sister theoretically, um, if they have multiple cage matches at the Hell in a Cell, um, you know, perhaps. Um, I think this has got a lot of potential to be a, an entertaining matchup tonight. You said Paige, I said Nikki. Um, you know, we'll see what happens. Uh, maybe we have some shenanigans. Maybe all the women get thrown into the cage. Who knows? Um, but, you know, it, it's it's a really good point you brought up, Dave, with, you know, going forward, and we don't want to get too much into Hell in a Cell uh, because that's the next pay-per-view. We're getting ahead of ourselves. But it is one of those things that kind of it kind of destroys uh, a bit of the, the drama, and we just know over the next couple of weeks there's going to be a challenge for a Hell in a Cell match because it's a Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. So, um you know, I'm I'm curious though as far as like this triple threat match with the females. Um, you know, do you, I mean, what do you think we're going to see tonight? Uh, you know, out of the two Bella sisters, uh, they have gotten a lot better in the ring. Uh, Nikki is the weaker of the two sisters, in my opinion, as far as her in ring. Uh, you got two solid athletic females in there with her. Um, what do you think we're going to see out of this matchup tonight? I think we'll see a lot of near falls. I think we'll see. Um... Definitely see some action. Um, it's a triple threat match, so there are no disqualifications in the match. So I have a feeling that we will see um, we'll see a Bella involvement in the match, um, leading to um, eventually leading to the you know the the, the victory for Paige, in my opinion. Um, so I mean, they're all very talented in their own right. AJ would probably be – actually, no, I would go as far as take Paige. Paige is the better technician than AJ. So, see a lot of near falls. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw an alliance between AJ and Paige a little bit, you know, uh, going off their, their recent rivalry, trying to see who's crazier than who. 
Um, and then, of course, some Bell involvement. It should be a good match. I'm not saying it's going to stink. The women's matches in the past year and a half, two years, have been much better than what we've been accustomed to the past decade for women's uh, matches in WWE. So I think uh, I think we'll see a good match. But like I said, I, I'm, I'm going to have to go with Paige on this one. I, I, I think it would make much more sense for her to stay as champion. Um, it would be too obvious if they gave the belt to Nikki. I have a feeling that's where they're going to go. And I don't like that because I think this whole Bella storyline sucks to begin with. And, you know, I, I made that very clear on, on Monday's show. I, I, I agree with you. The storyline sucks, but I'm, I'm going with Nikki for the, the prediction tonight. Um, but, I, I, you, you know, you bring up a good point. And, again, with all the uh, uh, bashing that Triple H kind of – you know, finds himself in and, and the, you know, oh, your shovel and who's he burying this week. Um, you know, I, I think Triple H has done a lot of good. You know, has everything worked? Absolutely not. But he's pushing young talent. And, you know, since he's really, you know, since we get the reports that he's taken over a lot of the runnings of the WWE, we've seen a lot of young talent. We've seen the wrestling get better, the in-ring stuff get much better. Um, we see, you know, the pay-per-views in the mid-card, like top to bottom, uh, giving you better matches. And we've seen the women uh, get a lot better as much as, yeah, they're eye candy and I get it. And, you know, they're, they're hot and it's, yeah, I, I'm a red-blooded American male. Yeah, I like staring at hot chicks. However, you know, sometimes in the pay-per-view, if you're a hot chick that wrestles, you know, you want to see a decent match every now and again. And, and you're right, Dave. I mean, you're talking a decade plus uh, that we really were seeing, uh, you know, absolute garbage in the ring uh, from uh, the, the female contingent in the WWE. And uh, it's, it's definitely an upswing. So as much as I'm not going to sit here and say, you know, this got potential to be match of the night, it's definitely going to be a decent matchup. We're going to have some drama. We're going to have uh, some fun stuff, uh, maybe a couple of really cool spots. But, you know, you got to credit Triple H for, uh, you know, if you're going to give him the blame for some of the stuff that doesn't work, and, and rightfully so, you got to give him the credit for the things that have gotten better, Dave. Oh, absolutely. I mean, he's, you know, he's brought that old-school traditional um, value uh, that, that, that a lot of wrestling fans have yearned for. He's brought dabbles of that to the, the, the business and to WWE. And he's also trying to preserve the future, too, by, you know, building the farm system down at NXT, but also implementing some of Vince McMahon's visions of the sports entertainment aspect of the business. So he's done a lot, and, I I mean, he hasn't even, like, to me, in my opinion, he hasn't even really, like, reached his potential yet as far as, like, you know, what he's capable of doing and bringing um, to the product for WWE. And uh, I think that eventually will take place when, uh, you know, Vince steps down or, you know, passes away, unfortunately. 347-838-9815, that's the number to call. What are your thoughts on Night of Champions this evening, the pay-per-view event, the uh, WWE Network pre-show, remember only nine ninety nine a month, is uh, on right now, so, you know, Fire up the computer, listen to us, and check out that pre-show. Um, we're getting you ready for Night of Champions coming up at 8 o'clock. And if you're a little shy and don't want to get on the horn, head over to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash the Ken Reedy Show. we got people on the page right now getting into it, uh, uh, conversing, talking about tonight's pay-per-view. And, uh, you know, again, I, and I know I keep saying it, it's just it's a weird kind of pay-per-view because I think that we've uh, 
we've got a lot of potential for a lot of decent matches, and we've gone through a bunch of them. And, uh, you know, we talk about Triple H and stuff that we've seen uh, lacking over time, and, and I, I agree with you. I think Triple H's got an old-school feel. Um, he's definitely the the, uh, the right guy to me to bring this company forward into the future. Uh, the young guys he's bringing into the mix are impressive. Uh, NXT is definitely an impressive program. Um, you know, the future's bright for the WWE, and, and you know, I, to me, it, it's it's – Triple H is brilliant in in the way that he kind of used his pu- public perception to almost create his new character. And uh, but I don't think he's like that at all. I mean, I, I think he's really got a genuine love for for the business of pro wrestling and really wants to put the best product possible uh, out there. Um, you know, not always a, a home run, but. Uh, I, I think he's done a decent job at, at giving us some quality entertainment, uh, giving us, you know, a lot of times when we, we started the show, one of our biggest gripes um, was that the pay-per-views turned out to be, like, very top-heavy. And they do a lot of development, um, you know, as far as the, the headlining match, and you wouldn't get a lot in the mid-card. And like you said, Dave, on Monday, you know, the mid-card would be just kind of thrown together. You know, the mid-card, as much as we, we weren't crazy about the, the storyline development going into this pay-per-view, um, the, the matches were, you know, set up earlier than they were years ago, and we've seen that more and more that, you know, I, I remember doing shows, Dave, we're getting ready for the show like the week before, and the pay-per-view's coming up, and it's like, wow, there's like, there's three matches on the card, and then the Monday before the pay-per-view, all of a sudden, they would they would throw together a mess of matches. Not the case anymore, and you got to, again, give Triple H a little bit of credit for at least moving the company and the product in, in a good direction. And, and one of the things we brought up a while back is, is perhaps one of the things that is added to this is the network. And we've discussed, and you go to the network for only nine ninety nine a month, you watch the Monday Night Wars, and arguably that was like the best time in the world to be a wrestling fan. And now it's kind of like the WWE is in competition with themselves. Uh, the WCW competition forced them to put out some of the best stuff they ever put out. Now they're in competition with themselves uh, to continue to put out the best product because they're trying to sell that network. So one of the areas we talked about, the ladies, I do think one of the areas that they have improved upon, it's not great. They could go forward more. They, they, could, they could improve it vastly. But if you look at over the past decade where tag team wrestling was and where it is now, we have some solid teams. It's not there yet, Dave. Um, but we do have a solid championship match tonight. Uh, the absolute weirdos in the dust, in Stardust and Goldust, you guy in a very good point you brought up, Dave, a while back, Goldust, arguably the guy perhaps who, who ushered in, who started, who shot the first shot, as far as beginning the Attitude Era, Goldust and Stardust against the Usos for the Tag Team Championships. Again, you know, I don't think that the tag team picture is necessarily there, Dave, but it's been improved over the past couple of years. Oh, yeah, over the past couple of years, I mean, you know, they would they would throw two random guys together and make them a team and then give them the belt, and then they wouldn't defend the belt until the next time that they lost them. Um, now they're defended more regularly. There, there's... Uh, uh, a small but solid storyline behind, you know, the tag team championships um, f- for the pay-per-views. So, um, I mean, they've made some improvements. You know, 
I always say this, you got to walk before you can run. And I think right now with WWE and the tag team division, I think putting emphasis and focus on the importance of the titles first is important and the most important thing they should do, then developing tag teams. I mean, Usos, the Usos have been the face of the tag team division for probably the better half of, of the, the past year or so, if not longer, um, with their performances. You know, you had the Shield. They were a great team. Um, they split up. But, you know, Co- Cody and Goldust, they were a great team as well. And, you know, now they've spawned off into Gold and Stardust. Um, I think if if they had more teams that were that wanted to shot the titles and made the titles seem more important, I think it would help the tag team division tremendously. Um, you don't see you see maybe one or two teams kind of going after the belts, and then you know that's really about it. Like every tag team, at least you know from a character standpoint, like every tag team should want a shot at the titles. You know, like you. If you watch WWE religiously every week, you watch all their shows. They have main event, they have superstars, they have NXT, they have, you know, Raw and SmackDown. You know, you you would hope that Los Matadors don't show up to work just to wrestle. They want a shot at the titles. You would think the same thing when 3MB was, a you know, a team. You know, it, it just, I think there needs to be importance in the belts itself first before you start developing um, tag teams. And if the tag teams aren't portrayed as, those belts being the absolute most to them, then the tag team division, the belt, and the teams itself, there, there's no believability there. You've, you've kind of lost it, in my opinion. It, it's a great point. It's, it's that, that priority that we're all about, um, that tag team gold. And, and you know, that that's – you're right. I mean, you know, I, mean I, I just want Los Matadores to go away, but – you know, your point though, do they just show up for work? Um, yeah, I mean, that should be their priority. You know, these teams should be talking about uh, the championship. You know, it, it's funny because, again, not there yet, but I think we got a little bit of that with the IC title and the U.S. title right now, that, that prioritizing of want, wanting that gold. Um, you know, now I, we, we have it a bit, but, but not, uh, not as much. Um, you know, getting into this championship match, um, you know, it's almost like, because in years past, and when, when tag team wrestling was was great, you know, when you had a, a tag team championship match, there was always another team waiting in the wings. There were, there were so many other tag teams that, like, you know, were, were warranted on having uh, a shot at the, the title, that it was just, you know, who's next. And, um, you know, you don't get that feel now. But, again, it's, it's improved. Um, I, I think, again, you know, you, you – I mean, Dave, I'll, I'll steal that quote, too. Uh, you know, you got to crawl before you can walk, got to walk before you can run. Um, you know, it is, again, part of the WWE programming that uh, was absolutely shit on for quite some time. Uh, you know, excuse my French, but, yeah, it wasn't uh, given any sort of priority. Um, when you look back on, you know, for me growing up, uh, the great tag teams, the, the Bulldogs and the Heart Foundation and, you know, even guys like the Killer Bees. I mean, you know, tag team wrestling was great. And then in the 90s with the Hardys and Edge and Christian and uh, uh, the Dudleys, you know, you know, it's just, just great eras of tag team wrestling. Would love to see them go back to that because that skilled ability to really nail a, a tag team match. And, and, you know, you can't just throw two singles guys together and hope 
uh, they're going to make a, a good tag team. And, you know, you need that chemistry. You need to work together often. Um, I do think right now you do have two tag teams at least. As much as the scene and the title picture would need to be improved over time as much as it's gotten better, uh, you do have two teams tonight that excel at tag team wrestling. Uh, you know, two brother teams. Uh, the Usos have epitomized tag team wrestling since they've been here. I love the Usos. You know, anytime I compete at anything now, I, I uh, you know, I have to do my Samoan chant. Um, it's awkward when I do that before I lift in the gym, but whatever, you know, it gets me pumped up. Um, interesting. It's awkward that you just that, that you just mentioned that too. Who goes Samoa? Who goes That's me slapping my chest. Anyway, um, the interesting thing about this, this storyline is is the, uh, the, the the turn. Uh, as, as much as like that wasn't the interesting thing. Um, uh, the, the creation of Stardust and and the heel turn of the two brothers. Great chemistry from those two as tag team wrestlers. Um, I, I know that the, I, I guess as I read about the internet and and look at these the the, the turn of. of uh, Cody Rhodes into Stardust. Uh, it's a mixed bag. Some people love it. Some people hate it. It's weird. I mean, it's effing weird. Um, but I'm kind of liking it. it. It's it's out there. It's different. They're brothers, uh, so it, it's kind of kooky. They're both maybe uh, got some mentally defective gene that, that makes them want to paint themselves gold and, and talk funny. Um, I like them at heels. Um, so I'm expecting a real good tag team match tonight. Um, but before we get into predictions, Dave, I'm just curious, like, what are your thoughts as great as Cody Rhodes was as Cody Rhodes? Um, and it was funny. I saw a meme online that had a picture of him when he was doing, like, his, that mirror gimmick. And it, was, it said creepy. And then it had a picture of him with a mustache and it said creepier. And then him as Stardust, it said creepiest. So I thought it was kind of funny that there was, there is actually an evolution of of uh, Cody Rhodes getting creepier as as the time has gone on. What are your thoughts on the Stardust character? Uh, it's been a mixed bag for me. I, I I think Cody Rhodes was good on his own. Um, I think he was really starting to uh, to to develop something last year when he, they did the firing angle and then they brought him back with Goldust as a tag team. Um, I really enjoyed their run as a tag team. Uh, it, it was it, it rejuvenated, you know, Goldust's career, and it, it added another dimension to Cody's, which I thought was cool. Um, I'm not a huge fan of Stardust character. However, I think that character working with Goldust, I mean, I it it, it could, in my opinion, I didn't like the goofy versions of it. I would have much rather have seen them go a darker side. And I think that's what they're doing right now, which I think is pretty cool. That they're going a little bit darker um, with the Gold Dust and Cody Rhodes character, or the Stardust character, excuse me. Um, and, and it kind of is a throwback to you know the, the the original Gold Dust and how dark and but you know odd and strange he was. And now Cody with the Stardust character is kind of taking that. So. Um, I mean, I like the darkness that they've added to it, and I go on a limb prediction. I think we're going to see new tag team champions. I think we're going to see Goldust and Stardust win the belts tonight, and we'll see like a darker, creepier version of these two going forward as champions. 
And we are going to agree. It's funny because early on in tonight's show, we kind of we 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 went, we went different directions in a couple predictions, but now now we're on our way to agreeing. I agree. I think we're going to see this is one of the titles that will change hands tonight. Uh, we will see the Dusts uh, gain tag team gold, um, which will just add to the character of uh, having gold uh, with Gold Dust and Stardust. Um, what what I like about what's happening now, and I agree with you. I mean, some of the goofy things. I mean. It, it was funny for me as a fan. Some of the goofy promos, I was—I found myself like, "Oh, geez, I can't believe they're doing that." But at the same time, I was laughing. So I mean, it was kind of, you know, I guess you said like a mixed bag. Um, what I like about this, and you had brought up the point, Dave, a while back, that when when Goldust came back, and and then they did the firing angle and everything, and he's. That he wasn't truly Goldust. Um, yeah, he had the outfit. Yeah, he had the face paint. You know, he looked the part. But he really was Dustin Rhodes painted up as Goldust. That Goldust character really wasn't there early on in his return. And and again, you know, all, everything we hear was that this is supposed to be a limited run for, for Dustin. And, uh, you know, amazing what he's been able to do. At his age. Uh, to me, you know, the, the commentating loves to put out there, oh, he looks better than he ever has, you know, and that's usually a lie. You know, they'll bring back, you know, they'll bring back Hulk Hogan for one match and the, the commentating will put, oh, Hogan's never looked better. You know, no. Um, you know, it's, it's usually, they're usually, you know, in the realm of hyperbole when uh, the older wrestlers come back and they throw that out there. It's not an exaggeration with Goldust. Uh, some of the stuff Goldust has done uh, since his return is some some of the best stuff he's ever done in his career. Um, but when he returned, like I said, he was kind of that Dustin in Goldust paint. And what I'm seeing now since they brought Stardust in and they've gotten a little darker, uh, that he is finally, truly being Goldust. We're seeing Goldust... Maybe not as, as creepy and as odd and as out there because times are different now uh, with the product. Um, but we're seeing a Goldust more reminiscent of the Goldust that, that predated the Attitude Era, that Goldust that was kind of pushing the envelope, uh, that Goldust that a lot of fans really didn't know what to make of. And I, what I'm enjoying now, Dave, is I think we're seeing uh, more of that true Goldust character uh, coming into play, which has been entertaining, and hopefully it gets creepier. Yeah, absolutely. Like I said earlier, it's, it, we're starting to see some of those elements in the Stardust character as well, kind of you know translated over to him. So um, the two of them together, the darker, the creepier, I think it would be more interesting than the goofier stuff that they have done. Um, and I, I think we'll see more and more of the origins of the original Goldust character um, going forward in this carna- in this incarnation with him and Stardust, but um, I mean, it's gonna be a cr- it's gonna be a great tag team match. I mean, they they had some great tag team matches last year, you know, together along with the Shield. I thought at that time those three teams were gonna be like the 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 three teams that represented this era of tag team wrestling, but um, you know they kind of distanced themselves from that, which was kind of disappointing to me as a fan. But overall. Um, should be a good tag team match, and I think that we'll see, you know, the Usos lose tonight, and they'll be chasing those guys for the belts for a little while. The Usos are very popular, very sympathetic characters, and uh, 
there really is a babyface tag team out there right now that would be a good foil to Goldust and Stardust as tag team champions. So um, my my pick the, uh, the the brothers Dust uh, take home the gold. So we're in agreement there. I'm cur- you know one of the things I am curious about, David, and and you know when you look at this and uh, you know it's it, it's been interesting because. There was part of me that when this whole Stardust thing came about and there was the, uh, you know, Cody needs to find a partner uh, for his brother. And, and I, I thought that we were going, this was leading towards a uh, a heel turn from Cody and a brother versus brother thing. Um, and then when the Stardust thing first came out, I really thought like that was going to happen. I thought we were going to see something where, you know, they would be in the ring together, and, and Goldust would be totally into, like, yeah, my brother's Stardust. And then we'd, we'd see Cody turn on, on Goldust and kind of have a, you know, this is ridiculous. You're an embarrassment to my family. I would never do this. You know, that sort of promo, and then just lead us into a brother versus brother. Um, it seems like, the, you know, the Stardust thing is, is they, they at least have um, some longer-term plans uh, for Stardust. Uh if we're correct and, and they do win the title, uh, I, I mean, do we see a turn? I just just speculating on the future of, you know, Goldust is Goldust, and he's been Goldust for a long time. Uh, you know, that's Dustin's character. Who knows what the future holds for for Cody? And I do find it 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 odd to to try and speculate where exactly they go with with Cody now, as he's so ingrained in this Stardust. Do we see a turn down the road? Do we do we see Cody back? Um, because now, and I don't know what you think, Dave. I it, I feel like we're going to see Stardust for at least a chunk of time going forward. Yeah, I I do think so too. I think they're trying to to give Cody Rhodes an alternative. I mean, this is just a guess, but I think they're trying to give Cody Rhodes an alternative in the event that he doesn't work out as Cody Rhodes. Well, they got the Stardust character, so they're really kind of pushing this and seeing how far. And this goes in, you know, you know how, if, you know, if this character has legs, and so far it has in some ways. So I think um, it'll be. It'll, it, I can't see it going on any more than you know, six months, possibly a year, but it's you know only, only time will tell. It all depends on tonight's outcome if they win the titles and where they go forward. With it. I do agree with you. I thought this whole thing was going to be short term. Turn into a heel, turn boom. They got the brothers going after each other, um, and you would see Cody come out on the better end of that by getting the rub from beating his brother and then moving on to you know bigger and better things. I think we'll get something like that, but I don't know if it will be an actual match between the two at some point. Um, maybe it'll be just some form of a split, or uh, I don't know. But that's just thinking too far ahead right now. You don't know what they're going to do these days anymore because they've kind of, you know, WWE creative is, is as as much as they can be predictable. They can also kind of turn things a different way and make you guess and make you wonder why they did this and why they did that. I mean, let's face it, and we'll talk about this later. But you and I and most of these listeners, in fact, if not all of these listeners, thought that or didn't think that Brock Lesnar was going to squash John Cena at SummerSlam last month, and look what happened. That was the most one-sided WWE Championship main event match I've ever seen as long as I've been watching wrestling. It was so one-sided, it's not even funny. So that's just an example of what kind of, what WWE creative is capable of 
and trying to get the people guessing. Agreed. And, and you know, I think it's too easy sometimes to, to bash creative. Um, I think what you're seeing now at a creative is, you know, like the, the ultimate compliment for, for a, a program is, is the old quote, they're firing on all cylinders. And they're not. They're not firing on all cylinders right now. Some things are working, some things aren't. So it's kind of a mixed bag uh, right now creatively. I, I think it's, it's very easy to paint things with a broad stroke. And if you, you tool around the Internet enough, that's what you get. Oh, God, it all sucks. Ah, it sucks. John Cena spoke on Raw. Ah, Raw sucked. I mean, it, it, it doesn't all suck. There's, there's some stuff that hasn't been good. Um, but there's been stuff that has been. So it, it's kind of been a mixed bag creatively. And you're right. Who would have predicted that? I mean, I, I thought we would see something more like a, the Extreme Rules matchup. Um, but then going forward creatively, it made sense that that was a squash because as we talked about on this show, Extreme Rules, John Cena versus Brock Lesnar, uh, made it look like John Cena almost got lucky in that victory. And And last month, we see John Cena get squashed. And I lead us to, like, this matchup tonight. Um, man, it's it's just when you talk about the creative team and you talk about going into this matchup, um, very interesting storytelling um, with the whole Brock Lesnar, John Cena um, saga. Um, you know, knowing that they referenced the Extreme Rules match. I'm knowing, you know, especially in this era, no blood anymore. I miss the blood so much. <laughs> but we had that. Um, you know, honestly, I mean, I, Dave, you're the historian. Um, I mean, the, the Extreme Rules matchup, you know, had to be the bloodiest match in like a decade or so. I mean, they've gone a while without having blood, uh, uh, I guess, well, when was um, Jericho uh, HBK was probably the, the last time. That's when they started to move away from blood on any sort of regular basis. Um, so, I mean, that Extreme Rules match, I mean, bloodiest match in years, right? Yeah, well, bloodiest in the WWE PG era. Um, I mean, we saw, you know, you just mentioned Jericho and Michaels, if in – if I'm not mistaken, from what I've read, Jericho and Michaels was really the catalyst that told them, okay, no more blood. Like, this was too much. And it was just a year after the Benoit tragedy. They were trying to distance themselves from that. They were trying to really usher in being more PG. That, I believe, was the last time that you saw blood on WWE television was that match, Jericho and Michaels. So it's interesting that you brought that up. Um, very interesting, as a matter of fact. Yeah, so then, like, I, I, so I extreme rules. I mean, one of the bloodiest matches in recent memory. Great saga. Uh, great storyline. It's just, you know, we talked about it on Monday. It's a short turnaround from SummerSlam to Night of Champions. Um, you have, you know, the, the, the comeback uh, where, where John Cena going back up against, uh, you know, the, the unbeatable foe. Um, some interesting stuff. And, again, you know, it's, it's horrible because they lead you down this road all the time. And, you know, I don't, I really don't want to talk about the, the infamous, and I'm going to say the words, but, you know, it, it's been beaten to death, the John Cena heel turn. And I really don't think it's ever going to happen. But with some of the stuff, they, they led you down that road a little bit in the build with, uh, you know, Paul Heyman saying you gotta, you got to unleash the beast in you. And, uh, you know, they really pushed that. 
in uh, the video package that they played on SmackDown, uh, you know, unleash the beast, and you know, and showing Cena pushing Heyman, and I, I don't think we're gonna see it. I mean, I did, you know, I don't think it'll happen, but I was like, how cool would it be if, if, if Heyman like switches sides and and Cena turns heel and just loses his shit and just kills Lesnar tonight? I, but it's not gonna happen. So I mean, I, I, I don't even want to. I, I did. I'm saying I don't want to speculate, but I did. Um, I, I don't see that happening. It's just a weird kind of. It, it, the turnaround is so quick, and you know, you, you would have liked to have seen Cena off TV for a little while. Um, maybe give some self doubt to the character. Um, so it's a tough call when you look at going into this matchup. Um, you know, all the X and O's, the, the saga, the, the Paul Heyman factor. Um, you know, you had Hulk Hogan saying he believed in John Cena, but you had Flair and uh, HBK saying there's no way Cena can beat him, and Cena's not going to beat him. He's going to beat his ass, which sounded really weird. You know, so it's, I, don't, I don't know what to make of this, this whole build. Um, in real life, if this was a real life fight and real life opponents and, and it was not scripted, um, yet yeah, we'd see another squash. I mean, that's what would happen. The, the turnaround would be too quick. There's no way that someone who is, who is dominated like that once would be able to turn it around and win again. But you can't have two pay-per-views in a row with a squash match as, as your main event title match. So there's so many weird things involved in this match, and I'm expecting another decent match tonight, Dave. I think we'll see something maybe more along the lines of the Extreme Rules match, uh, something hard-hitting, uh, maybe something funky where, where it gives John Cena at least a fighting chance. Um, but, but again, it's, I, I, and I know I keep going back to it. It's just the, the quick turnaround from the SummerSlam match uh, makes it weird to me, and this is a, this is one of those things creatively. When we talk about WWE creative, you know, where do you go with this? Uh, creatively, if it's a movie, yeah, John Cena should win. That's where you go. I mean, he got vanquished. It's you know, it's it's Clubber Lang versus Rocky. I mean, Rocky's got to win. That's movie wise. If this is a movie and you're telling a story, John Cena has to win that match. If this was a sport and was not scripted. And it was it was two matches this close together. Brock Lesnar has to win. So I'm hoping for a good match, but it does leave me in a place as far as predicting in kind of a 50-50 spot. I think creatively it works better for Lesnar to win tonight. I'm having a hard time thinking, you know, what direction they, they're thinking of going in. So I've, I've ranted and raved for, for a while now, Dave, and I've probably made – Little to no sense in this whole raving of a nonsensical mind. Dave, please make heads or tails. What's your thought on Cena versus Lesnar? Oh, I, I'm kind of in the same boat you are. Um, <laughs> oh, good. I'm not, I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm not going to lie. So don't worry. You know, we're in this together. I mean, I like I like I made the statement earlier. You know, the statement I made earlier about none of us seeing it coming in terms of Lesnar's total beatdown of John Cena that was so one-sided. We didn't think that was even possible for a main event, the last match, the final match on the show for the title. 
didn't think that was possible, and it happened. And it was a great story that was told by that happening. Who's to say that another squash match isn't going to happen tonight? What if Lesnar beat Cena within a matter of minutes, and they got something planned for tonight with Lesnar and somebody else maybe? Who's to say that that, that, that won't take place? I'm not saying that I'm not leaning towards that, but I think it would be a, I think it would be a cool, different spin on it if Lesnar were to beat him in a matter of minutes and would really show Lesnar's dominance, um, and it would also kind of knock John Cena down a peg because Cena has been you know the the unbeatable force for over a decade for for, for WWE. Um, I think it would I think it would help tremendously. If he if something like that were to take place for the John Cena character, um, but they rely on the John Cena character way too much for that to happen. So I think, uh, and and they also you know tried to build him up, you know these past few weeks having him you know kill the Wyatt family single handedly by himself and just kind of mow through and beat guys um, to make him look like a, a formidable contender again at Brock Lesnar. I just don't think, honestly, like. I mean, like I said, I'm in the same boat with you, and I, I, I'm confident that the match will be good. But I want, so, I, I just want something fresh and different. And last month was fresh and different. I don't want to see a John Cena win tonight because you know what? As much as I like him, I'm kind of tired of the act. I'm not gonna lie, I'm kind of tired of the act. It's just stale to me. I, 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 I was really disappointed that Daniel Bryan had. You know, it, been injured and he's not around, and you know he won't be coming back till you know towards the end of this year. Because I knew that they were going to go the John, you know, go the John Cena route in, in that panic mode. And I kind of have a feeling there's a strong possibility that might take place tonight because of the Roman Reigns injury. So, I, I like you. I'm confident the match will be good. I think we won't see as one-sided of an affair, but I think we'll see Lesnar come out the winner of this. But but I think we will see some involvement from Seth Rollins with the Money in the Bank briefcase. If Seth Rollins doesn't wrestle tonight, he makes an appearance somehow during this match to get people thinking he's going to cash in. And then that's maybe where you see Dean Ambrose get involved and his return and kind of kind of add a little bit more of a chaotic feel to the match between Cena and Lesnar. Um, but at the same time, they're also trying to instill this vicious side of John Cena that Paul Heyman's been bringing out, it wouldn't shock me either if to save face for John Cena, if he beat Lesnar and got he beat up Lesnar so bad he was disqualified. And like he, he used a chair or he, he just got out of control because all the stuff that Heyman said to him, Lesnar still stays champion, Cena doesn't look destroyed. Yes, it gives the fans a crap ending to a pay-per-view, but creatively, you're in a safe spot. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's weird, you know. It, it, and again, I'm, I'm glad. You know, I feel better that you're as confused about this than I am. I mean, one of the things again, and, and using that that analogy, you know, with uh, you know the Rocky Three analogy, um, you know, what was really cool about Rocky Three, aside from the fact that all Rockies are awesome, um, you had you had self doubt in that Rocky character. Um, and you had him go off on an insane training regimen um, and try to conquer that self-doubt and then come back. Um, 
with this John Cena build to this matchup, you haven't gotten that. You've gotten none of that. He got his ass handed to him, and all of a sudden, like, he's back, and he's yelling a lot in his matches, and he's running through people. Um, so it wasn't anything that, that you know, creatively that, that any fan could, could sink their teeth into. And, again, this is not as – look, if you're tuning in right now, we are not your typical podcast, and we are not John Cena haters. However, you know, at this point – um, yeah, I, I kind of wanted to see. It just worked creatively for Cena to, to go away for a while. Um, you know, maybe have a little bit of self-doubt. Uh, and then and build himself up. Maybe you have, a, you know, John Cena's training for a comeback. And have, you know, you know, a few weeks with him not on Monday Night Raw. And, and have him in the gym. Uh, have him doing something different. Have him, have him running up a mountain in Siberia. Whatever, just give us something different. Now I'm, I'm confusing Rocky movies. But give us something different where, you know, with the character that, that would have at least made it believable that Cena can come back and, and win. Um, I, I don't think, I think we'll have a Rollins uh, sighting. I don't think we're getting a cash in. Um, I, I just don't, you know, when we discussed earlier with, with Mike, I, I just don't think we're, it doesn't make sense for either guy to be incapacitated enough for their cash in. Unless, like you said, Dave, we have a Brock Lesnar victory and then Cena, like, beats the holy hell out of him and, and Rollins comes down and cashes in. But I don't know. I feel like they're going to they're gonna run with this uh, money in the bank thing for a while with him, Mr. Money in the Bank. Uh, so I'm going to say there's there's not a cash in tonight. Um, Lisa, I, I, when you're talking, you, see, you think that Lesnar's going to win tonight? Yeah, I, I think he's going to win. Um his run as champion because of how controversial he is and how limit and how his schedule is with all these limited dates um, that he allegedly has in his contract or lack thereof, I should say, um, is very intriguing as the champion. And I think it also helps bring credibility back to the championship by not having the champion around as much. And it gives, you know, other talent in the mid card or in the upper card an opportunity to, to have more airtime on TV every week um, because Lesnar's not there as much. Although I did report in the day five a few weeks ago that Lesnar could possibly virtually work every Raw and every pay-per-view if WWE wishes for him to do so. But I don't think they, they do. I think they kind of see the, the value in the Brock Lesnar brand because he is such a big name and he is such a popular name and he's such an imposing figure that overexposing him would totally just kill the vibe with him, and people wouldn't want to pay to see him wrestle. It's like it, 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 I don't think he truly would. So um, I think Lesnar comes out on top tonight and beats Cena. And, uh, I mean, I don't know when he is scheduled next to wrestle. I haven't heard anything um, for the rest of 2014. So we might not see the WWE champion until – at least the Royal Rumble. And that might not be a bad thing. There's been talk that Daniel Bryan might come back a little bit earlier at Survivor Series now. So maybe they will build Survivor Series towards Daniel Bryan's big return. Um, you know, Roman Reigns, if he's going to be gone a few weeks, maybe they'll build his return for a pay-per-view coming up. I mean, they have enough talent where I don't think they need Brock Lesnar for every single pay-per-view. Um, you know, who knows? But I, I, I think tonight Lesnar... One way or another, leaves WWE champion. No cash in from Seth Rollins. Lesnar's a champion going forward, and uh, they're going to continue his momentum as that champion. 
So you got, I mean, we got a, you know, two predictions there. So no cash in. I'm agree. I'm agree with you with both. Um, but to be honest, it's it's again, you know, a lot of confusion. Um, I don't know if I'm predicting more with what I want to see happen or, or what I think will happen. Um, because I do think creatively and what they've done. Uh, you know, again, you know, talking about creative, not firing all cylinders, but certain things have worked. And, you know, we discussed coming out of SummerSlam that they did a real nice job with that squash because not only was it something, like you said, Dave, fresh and unique, but it also really gave uh, respect to the streak, to me. Um, bringing Lesnar in and making him a total monster is wow! Like like nobody can beat this guy, and so the guy that beat the streak also just manhandled the WWE champion. So I, I like that aspect. There was something fresh. It was something different. It's something we haven't seen done to John Cena. Um, so I liked it. Uh, you know that this the way they built it these, these past few weeks. Um, wow, there's part of me that really thinks that uh, I could see John Cena winning. I really could see him winning tonight. Um, creatively, I don't think it's the right move. Uh, I think you, you keep him, you keep Brock Lesnar as, as an absolute monster. Um, he's the guy who beat the streak. He's the guy who squashed your champion. He's the guy who should win the rematch. Um, that works creatively. Again, not a Cena hater. Um, you know, and I don't doubt at some point down the road uh, it'll make sense to put that strap back on John Cena. Uh, putting the strap on him, his last run, to me, made sense. Um, you lose a guy like Daniel Bryan, you go back to, to what's tried and true. You go back to what you know. Uh, it, it's, it's business, you know. You don't take a chance on someone else new. You go back to what got you to, to where you are. You go back to what works. So I get it. I get why John Cena was the guy. Um, now I'm, I'm digging this absolute monster in Brock Lesnar, uh, I think it's Brock Lesnar's character now and what they've done to make him an absolute world beater is the character to put over new talent. That That is what this character is, is there for, is to put over new talent. And whoever that happens to be, um, you know, we've talked about it, and, and John Cena has said it. Um, you know, the guy to beat the – the one to beat the one in 21-1 and one should not be John Cena. Um you know, it should be someone new, and so it, it, I'm literally, Dave. I mean, I'm if I'm I'm literally like right at fifty-fifty with this. If if John Cena wins tonight, and I'm curious your thoughts on like if if Cena wins, I mean, are you going to be shocked? I mean, I'm going to be disappointed because I think they dropped the ball creatively. It would not shock me even a little bit if we see John Cena the champion tonight. It would not shock me either. Nothing really shocks me with with um, with what with the booking and what they do with John Cena. So I, I especially now that this Roman Reigns injury has taken place and he's off tonight's pay per view and could be out for as long as three months. It all depends on his recovery time. Um, I think the safe bet is to keep the title on Lesnar. Um, Cena's going to be on TV every week. He doesn't need the belt, you know. So it wouldn't shock me. I would be disappointed like you would. Um, but it wouldn't shock me in the least bit if they gave him the title. I'd be very disappointed that they did, but not shocked. 
So hopefully, I mean, I guess the biggest thing with this matchup is hope, we're just hoping for something entertaining and, you know, something hopefully different, something different maybe out of these characters. We'll see what happens. Let's go out to the phones. 347-838-9815, the number to call. We have Justin on the line. Justin, are you there? Hi, Kang. What's up? Not much. What's up with you? How are you? Very good, sir. All right, brother. Look, we got the pay-per-view tonight. We got Night of Champions. Mm-hmm. We've got... John Cena versus Brock Lesnar rematch from their SummerSlam match in which Lesnar just absolutely destroyed John Cena. I'm curious your thoughts on this championship match. Who do you think comes out on top? What are we looking for? Looking at with 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 Cena and Brock Lesnar? It's gonna be John Cena. It's gonna win. You think John Cena's gonna win? Oh yeah, he better win. Well, what did you think of the matchup last month when uh, Lesnar beat Cena at SummerSlam? I was horrible. You don't like Lesnar, do you? No, he's a he's a monster. He is a bit of a monster. You are correct there. So you're you know, and we were just talking about this match, and uh, and thank thanks for for giving us a buzz. You know, we're both under, we both picked Brock Lesnar. I'm gonna be honest with you, but not going to be surprised if John Cena wins, and you're. You're right out there. You think John Cena's going to win tonight? He better win tonight. Wow. Well, you know, John Cena better be listening to this show because Justin is not only predicting, but he's saying you better win. So I'm thinking if John Cena loses tonight, he's going to have Justin to answer to. Is there any other matches tonight, Justin, that you're really looking forward to? Um, what about if Nikki Bella wins the Divas Championship? Okay, well, there you go. See, now, we, we talked about that before. And usually when we do predictions, Dave and I are, are pretty much like dead. We agree on a lot of stuff in our predictions. That's one of the matches we don't agree on. Dave said Paige was going to win. I said Nikki's going to win. You think Nikki Bella is going to come out on top tonight? She better win the top, yeah. <laughs> she better be on top? Yeah, she better win. I uh, just my mind's in the gutter. <laughs> All right, so you're looking forward to the Divas match and the the uh, World Heavyweight Championship match. Anything else you're looking forward to in tonight's pay per view? Um, hey Ken, did you did you hear about Edge? He was on he was on Haven last Thursday. Oh, wait, how is that? How is Edge on on Haven? It was good. I loved it. Good. I know you are a big Edge head, Justin. Love the support. Thank you for giving us a buzz. Don't be a stranger. Keep going. We'll be back on tomorrow night uh, discussing the results of the pay-per-view and getting you ready for Monday Night Raw. So give us a buzz. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for the support. Take it easy, Justin. Hey, tell Dave that Edge was there on TV, on Sci-Fi. Hey, Dave, Edge was on TV. Sci-Fi, last Thursday. Tell him. Check it out. All right. Justin, thanks a lot for the call. We'll talk to you soon. I miss you, Ken. Miss you, too. Give us a call tomorrow night. Take care, brother. Take care, Ken. All right, well, Justin, you know, God, I, I'm like such a, I'm such a pig. As soon as he said, like, I, I Nikki on top, is like, yep, had to go there. Um, but anyway, um, getting back to Cena Lesnar, I mean, you know, it's funny. Like, Justin says, Cena and it's what I mean. I guess you know. It's it's one of those weird things in wrestling that you know it's, it's a double-edged sword. But it's like on one hand, it's you know you don't like the creative build to certain. I don't, I wasn't crazy about it. 
Um, but on the other hand, I guess when you're going into a matchup and it's going to be your main event and it's for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship, that in, if that's the case that you're going into the pay-per-view thinking, wow, I can't really definitively put my finger on who's going to win, I guess if, if, we're, if we're listing positives and negatives, I guess it's a positive. You know, it, it makes you want to see what happens. It makes you want to fork over that nine ninety nine a month to get the WWE Network. So I guess, Dave, in that aspect of things, being kind of unsure and not being able to really say, oh, this guy's definitely going to win, um, is a good thing? Yeah, it can be. But just the way that the story was told and the way the story's been built um, and now the circumstances surrounding um, tonight's pay-per-view, it, it's 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 not uh, it, it's not a sure thing that 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 Lesnar's going to you know walk out as the champion. Um, like I said, considering all the circumstances surrounding it, uh, like I said on a few shows prior, I would have much rather seen this rematch not take place so soon. I will, maybe they could have waited till you know Survivor Series in November. Not saying Cena had to take a whole lot of time off, but just kind of. You know, give that a rest. Um, I didn't like that Cena was so adamant to to uh, you know getting the rematch so soon. I would have loved to have seen maybe Hunter force him into that rematch, and Cena not being medically cleared to 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 compete, um, leading to maybe some kind of a surprise of some sort to really switch things up a bit because it's always been the formula. You know, if a guy's chasing the belt, especially in WWE, the guy chases the belt and you know, he loses, you know, he wins the belt, and then he loses. They go back and forth with the rematches, and, you know, it's automatic. I just don't think that it's necessary sometimes in, in that instance. I think especially the especially the way Lesnar had mauled John Cena at SummerSlam. I, you know, and I think he could have gone in the, the opposite direction and, and uh, you know, for, for Triple H to, to take that rematch from him. Or Triple H to say, you know what, like, we can't in good conscience let you get back in the ring with him. And maybe Cena comes out and says, I want my rematch clause. Maybe he said, yeah, I want my rematch tonight. And Triple H's like, uh-uh, no, we're not giving it to you. You know, we still, even though you get a rematch clause, we reserve the right to revoke uh, that. And we just, we didn't like what we saw last night. And we're not, we're just not putting you back out there against Lesnar. That's what's best for business. I mean, I agree with you. I think the length of time really hurts this build. Um, I would have liked to have seen uh, Lesnar and Cena pulled apart, uh, whether you did the medical clearing uh, aspect, maybe whether you had John Cena leaving to train, uh, or whether you had Triple H pull uh, the rematch clause away. Um, you could have done something. I mean, it's wrestling. And they don't follow any rules anymore anyway. So, uh, you know, you could have done something. Uh, it just it kind of hurts, like, the build. So, I mean, we'll, we'll see. I, I, again, I don't think we're going to see a squash. Um, you know, and it's funny because as much as I liked it last month, uh, you know, you, you can't do that two months in a row in your main event. So I'm curious how they're going to make it believable or if they're going to make it believable that, uh, John Cena is holding his own, uh, with Brock Lesnar tonight remains to be seen. You know, we got about five minutes left in the show. As we go down, we do this every pay-per-view. We, we go through our, uh, predictions and over the course of tonight against a lot of agreement, um, Dave has got Orton, Rusev, Ziggler, Paige, Cesaro, the Dust Brothers, Brock, and the bonus pick of no cash-in. 
And a lot of agreement. We are differing, though. I am picking Henry, Mark Henry, over Rusev. And I'm picking Nikki Bella over Paige. And that's that's all we differ on uh, on this pay-per-view. So, again, you know, it, it should be a decent pay-per-view. I think we got a lot of potential for some decent in-ring action, as much as uh, maybe the build wasn't there. But, Dave, as we get down to the, the – the, we're down to the wire at the end of the show – We've dissected and re-dissected, and we just, we've, we've just given them everything as far as what you need to know going into each and every match. We've given you the predictions. Last prediction, what do you think the match of the night is tonight? Um, that's a tough one. Yeah, I'm, I'm going I'm to go with um, the tag team title match. Goldust and Stardust versus the Usos. The Usos have had some fantastic matches on pay-per-view. Um, the past two pay-per-views they were on against the Wyatt uh, Battleground with the two out of three falls match and the Money in the ba- and the, the match at Money in the Bank in Boston. Uh, great matches, and they've had some great matches with Goldust and Stardust. And I think that you know they will they will definitely deliver tonight, and they will be the show stealer as far as bell to bell in ring action tag team match. Yeah, it's interesting because I, I, you know, that's one of like I, I, I was going back and forth, and that was one of the matches that I thought could definitely be match tonight. Interestingly enough, if they, you know, depending on where they go, I think Brock versus Cena's got a lot of potential to be a match of the night. I mean, their matchup at Extreme Rules was incredible, but I, I'm go I'm going with your boy tonight. Tonight, I am going. I think we're going to see a a very entertaining, hard hitting athletic matchup with two guys that, you know, that they're pretty stiff and have some good, like you pointed out, good in-ring chemistry. I'm going with the U.S. title match. I think the U.S. title match is going to steal the show tonight. I think it's going to be a real good matchup, two styles that complement each other well. So I think Cesaro versus Sheamus is going to steal the show. Um, although, I, I, you know, it, it's funny because I, I go through a lot of these matches, even Rusev and, and Mark Henry. I, I think that's a potential show stealer too. So, I, you know, and I, I know I've repeated myself over and over again, but it's just weird, like, going into a pay-per-view like this where I, I do sincerely believe that we got a, a tremendous amount of potential to have some really great matches. Um, just leading into it hasn't been great, and, and it's it's an unusual kind of place to be in. As you, you kind of, you know, we try and stay positive and praise things, but the, the Raws the past few weeks have not been good. Um, the build has not been good, but I do think there's a lot of potential show stealers on the card tonight, Dave. Yeah, yeah, the, the, the top to bottom. I mean, the card, you know, you're not going to find a, a a dud as far as in-ring action goes. The, you know, every, every match of the card has got a solid storyline behind it um, for the most part. Could be better, yeah, build-up-wise, but, you know, the meat and potatoes of it, they're all solid. And the and the in ring action, sh- you know, it should be good. I I can't see a, a bad match on the card. Um, I think with the with the exception of now that you know R- R- rounds and reigns isn't going to happen. I'm I'm most curious about that situation, how they're going to handle that tonight on the pay per view, and if that's going to affect the overall landscape of tonight's show. That's what I that's what I look forward to the most. And that's a big tangible. I mean, how, how is his recovery going to be? How is Reigns recovery? I mean, you got to figure he's going to have uh, the best doctors out there. But, you know, it's, uh, you know, 
uh, incarcerated hernia is nothing to sneeze at. So, I mean, we'll see how that uh, plays out. Do we get an Ambrose sighting tonight? Um, I think we will. Um, if it's a, a match, maybe, or maybe just uh, an interference uh, of some sort. Maybe Rollins is cutting a promo and Ambrose shows up. Or maybe we see Ambrose tomorrow. Um, but I think it's very possible we see Ambrose tonight. Um, looks like it's going to be a pretty entertaining pay-per-view. I'm looking forward to watching it. Uh, again, after SummerSlam, we have a house full of people coming over, and that always makes it fun with the uh, madcap crew of characters we have uh, in our living room for that big living room pop. Tune in tomorrow night, 6.30. We'll dissect the pay-per-view and get you ready for Monday Night Raw. For Dave, I am Ken. It's Night of Champions time. Good night, everybody. <laughs>